Welcome to The Inner Circle. My name is Abiola and I'm a writer and speaker on all things personal and spiritual growth. Since 2015, I have shared my thoughts on my website and now I'm doing the same in audio format. Enjoy today's Food for Thought. Four fresh ways to protect your mental health. Your guide for faith-infused wellness. We're nearly halfway through 2019 already, and it's that time when we look back on our resolutions, prepare for exams, or work towards career changes and promotions. In short, our hopes, expectations, and how we judge ourselves are at one of their peaks. And with these peaks sometimes come a peak in anxiety, stress, and beyond. It makes sense that we take extra special care to feed our souls and protect our minds in the process. Navigating our mental health can sometimes feel like a minefield. This year, I've juggled multiple responsibilities, being stretched beyond my physical and mental capacity. And while I've not won every battle, these five tips have helped me to thrive, even when I thought I had run out of options. So embrace them. Even if you're a little bit sceptical like I was, you might be pleasantly surprised. It's important to remember that these are very personal insights from my own experience with mental health and do not constitute as medical advice, nor am I minimising the long road to recovery that healing requires. I just hope that these tips can help you in some way. So let's get started. Give fasting another chance and flip it completely. This has been major for me this week. At our recent small group gathering, an older couple came to share their life wisdom with us and something in particular struck me. They said, humans are sensory beings and therefore we're more likely to be ruled by what we feel or what we think, even if those feelings are fleeting and misleading. Personally, I don't want to be ruled by my human senses. On this journey of faith, I want to follow my spiritual senses. I want to go where God is calling me and that takes work. As it says in Galatians 5.17, The flesh wants to do the opposite of what the spirit wants, and the spirit gives us desires that are opposite to what the flesh desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So this is a big deal. With this new perspective and verse from Galatians in mind, I realised why fasting food was no longer working for me, and why I did not experience greater spiritual clarity in that process because eating was no longer where my human feelings had the most dominance. So I started to ask myself, what area of my life is ruled by my feelings, whims, and what I think is a good idea the most? Now for you, this could be how you conduct yourself at work, how you spend your money, or how you prioritise and procrastinate. After I identified my personal area, I decided to spend a few days fasting from it, banning it completely. Within a few days, I was sharper and less influenced by the strong desire to just do it, just do whatever was holding me back or whatever I felt like doing at a given time. Now, don't get me wrong, it was hard, but every moment of difficulty propelled me to rely on God's spirit living within me instead of my own wants and my good ideas. So I reached my goal. I woke up in the morning with a clearer sense of my own spirituality eagerly seeking God's word through devotionals, journaling, and the Bible. It was a small change that has yielded significant results. So going forward, I'll always think of fasting in this way. I'll recommit to doing it more frequently because my mind depends on it. As it says in Romans 12 verse 2, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Number two. For the love of slow cooking, trust me on this. 
For the purposes of this audio blog, I'm defining slow cooking as taking the time out to engage in the intentional and step-by-step process of cooking good food. At one of my lowest points, and I'm talking can't get out of bed type of low, I found joy. I started to experiment with veganism, and there are more examples on my Instagram stories, and this transformed my mind. I had to change how I shopped for groceries and learn many new recipes. Cooking stopped being a boring have-to-do experience and became a process that enriched my mind, body and soul. Similar to the fasting example, there's something spiritually significant about paying attention to the things you normally do on autopilot. Through the process of planning meals, buying food, chopping, baking, frying and beyond, I could almost feel the burned out and beaten parts of my brain come back to life. Mentally, things started to click. I spent less time in bed and I am convinced this process accelerated my recovery from a bad bout of depression. Now when work gets busy and I'm saddled with deadlines, I go back to my favourite meals and my favourite smoothies, intentionally engaging in that process again and again. And trust me, I'm not crazy. This is something world-renowned food writer Michael Pollan also shared with Oprah on his Super Soul Sunday podcast. So if you're rolling your eyes right now, I challenge you personally to try intentional slow cooking for a week. You won't regret it. The other thing I did was get into the habit of daily affirmations or identity statements. At first, I did it reluctantly, but as I spoke God's word out loud, it became activated and internalised within me, and that changed everything. Skip forward to tip number four for some of my favourite Bible-based affirmations. Number three, let it all out. You can't heal what you don't acknowledge. Admitting mistakes, struggles and places where we've been hurt is a difficult process. Fear of rejection and overexposure is so real, but denial, avoidance and excessive secrecy is a cage that we create for ourselves. So sit down with a trusted friend and start to share your pain, even if it's just one sentence at a time. And practicing how you'll share can also help. This could be done through private vlogging and recording voice notes, as well as my favourite thing ever, journaling. And if you're not sure about journaling or if you're not sure where to start, I've created a free three-page guide with journal prompts to help you get going. So all you have to do is visit my site and go to abiola.me forward slash journaling to get your copy. Number four, have a plan. Mental health, wellness and everything else in this arena can be difficult to pin down. Sometimes it feels fluffy, but pretty much everything in life can be tackled with a good plan. From my years writing and speaking on these topics, I have learned that having a plan was the best way to keep your mind in check when life gets busy. This plan includes deconstructing your pressure points, clearly defining your priorities and setting boundaries where it matters the most. All of this is beautifully wrapped up into my five-step plan, Cultivate, how to eliminate stress and restore balance to your busy life. And you can get access to the course today at cultivateclasses.com. Final point, number five, beware of your gateways. An essential but overlooked principle. A gateway is something questionable that you might be able to get away with, but that eventually leads to something a bit more sinister. A perfect example of this is sleep. We all know it's important to get seven or eight hours a day, but sometimes it's so tempting to just skip one hour or two. I'll survive, I echo to myself, and suddenly I'm coasting on four to five hours per night for four days straight. And that's how the gateway opens. Then, between tiredness and the busyness of life, I start to lose perspective. 
I spend less time reminding myself of the verses that shape my life, remember those affirmations I mentioned before, and the prophetic words that encourage me and keep me mentally strong daily. Everything begins to look bleak, and those all-familiar feelings of hopelessness, depression and anxiety regain a grip on my mind. So my question to you is, what are your gateways? And what are you doing to close them? Does it mean investing more time in sleep? Investing more time in friendships? Investing in more time alone? Investing in more time with people? What are your gateways and what are you doing to close the gap? So those are my top five tips. My top five faith-infused strategies for protecting your mental health. I really hope they have helped. So please share your experiences with me. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both handles are A-B-X-O-L-A, or join us in the comment section on this blog. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, like us, leave us a rating, and subscribe to the Inner Circle community via abiola.me.